everyone. This is Reb Brad, and you're listening to the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. If you're a podcast regular and you've been listening to our Lesson from Lasso series, then you can go ahead and skip ahead a minute and a half to start the pod for the day. Well, it's been almost 25 years for me as a volunteer chaplain and press officer in and around professional football, soccer, as we like to call it here in the U.S., And with that in mind, I've been offering this occasional series entitled Lessons from Lasso, essentially giving a chaplain's perspective on some of the things we see in the hit TV show meshed up with my own experiences in the game. All the while trying to be careful not to over-spiritualize what's on the screen, but commenting on some of the elements I believe can be great points of personal and professional development, no matter what your role or relationship with soccer. So whether you're an athlete, a coach, a staff member, or executive, or even a fan of soccer or of the Ted Lasso show, I hope you'll find this series fun, creative, and having a little bit of everything for everyone that's in and around the game. Thank you for listening to the From the Touchline podcast. Here we go with another lesson from Ted Lasso. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat-trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat-trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're at the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! The evening is ended, and most of the party has left the room. We see Jamie Tart with a half-hearted attempt of making amends with his girlfriend, Keely. And it's a tense moment as Keely questions whether Jamie even knows what he's saying sorry for. Is he even aware? All of a sudden, Roy Kent intrudes. He's upset at being made a pawn in the fight between the two of them. Keely apologizes. It's nearly a direct counter to what Jamie has just offered up. She is genuine and sincere in her response to Roy. As Kent walks away, Jamie scoffs at the interaction. We can tell that Keeley has thought about Rebecca's words and wisdom earlier in the ladies' room because she tells Jamie, being accountable matters. Being accountable matters. Does being accountable really matter, though? In our day and age, and even in the global sport of football, this seems to be maybe aspirational, but not really real. If we look at the past few years here in the U.S., the sexual abuse scandals that have rocked the National Women's Soccer League, or if we consider the corruptions which always seem to plague FIFA and the global game, I've heard of professional teams not paying wages to the athletes. I've heard of teams offering coaches and executives a contract one minute and then withdrawing it just moments later after a bad result or someone else has whispered in the ear. Collegiate teams that lead a player and family along with promises of scholarship monies and a place on the team. Or the vice versa, a player and family leading a college coach and program along that that school is the first choice before signing with another program at the last minute. As a chaplain, I've heard countless stories of athletes and coaches being maritally unfaithful while traveling away on the road. Who holds anyone accountable for these things? So much of football is one failed promise after another. Even a youth club coach that promised equity in playing time, but always seems to have an answer or sound reason as to why your child just doesn't seem to get the field as much as the others. 
as a chaplain, and more importantly, as a Christian, I do believe that one day the wrongs that happen will be righted, if not in this life and time, then in the next. The Apostle Paul, writing to a group of Christian believers based in Rome, writes about this very thing. They too were wondering whether being accountable really mattered. And Paul's letter here was written just before the persecution of the early church under the rule of Nero was about to begin. Paul takes time in his letter to write about being accountable to the authorities in, in the Roman government, Romans 13. You can read it there. And ultimately, he says, God has put them into place and power, so you've got to be accountable to them. You have to submit to them. Paul goes on, though, to declare that even in the attitudes and treatment amongst church members to each other, that love and grace, especially on matters that are debatable, ought to characterize our lives. He writes in Romans 14, verses 10 through 12, he says, You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. So you see, my friend, being accountable matters. And it matters because not only are we commanded to treat and live amongst one another in a certain way, but because ultimately we are accountable for our actions before God himself. There will be a day of reckoning, a day when we will stand for account of everything that we've done and everything that we've not done. Will you and I be ready for that day? My friend, maybe you've been hurt and wounded like Keeley, or maybe you've been the offender like Jamie. There is a pathway toward healing, toward reconciliation, and there will be justice one day. Remember, being accountable matters, and of this you can be assured. Well, thanks for listening to this lesson from Ted Lasso. This is Reb Brad coming to you from the Touchline. Touchline.